Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. of the Armstrong Yeti Communications Compound and to kick off a brand new week we're under the tutelage of our general manager. Yeah, I'm deciding between Tim Scott, hell of a fine fella who not many people wanted to vote for. He has dropped out of the race. Or San Francisco, soon to be hosting the most powerful communist on earth. Shine those streets, hide those bums. Chairman Xi's coming to town. Yeah, that's something. You excited about a brand new week? Last week before Thanksgiving, which is, of course, a weird week. So, uh, whether it's school or kids or whatever, this is the big week. This is where the week everything comes together. Huh? You know, this is kind of a crunch week, isn't it? Because 
Yeah. After Thanksgiving, there's a lot of slacking until New Year's. Yeah, like I got, well, yeah, it's just, that's a reality. I got a couple of different things. There's like a one business thing and then a legal thing where it's like, yeah, if we don't get this done soon, then, uh, yeah, once Thanksgiving happens, it's probably not going to happen to the first of the year. Thought, really? Just like, so that last month and a week is just, yeah, apparently. Yeah, it's definitely slack. Huh. In a lot of a lot of industries, a lot of people. Yeah. So yeah, this is the last week. Um, we also bombed something again in Syria, and maybe killed some Iranians this time. So I'll we'll talk about that later. Well, now perhaps having, this deterrent will deter. Now having been attacked almost fifty times by the Iranians on our troops. Two thoughts about that. Number one, we ought to replay that uh, part of that Mike Lyons interview we did. Was that Friday? Yeah. Um, when he was so fired up. That was so good, and he was so impassioned. And the second thought is, when we were talking to him, I was reminded of the idiotical joke, what do you call a boomerang that doesn't return? A stick. Yeah, I love I mean, that what joke. Makes it a, what makes it a boomerang is the fact that it returns. Well, what do you call a deterrent that doesn't deter? Yeah. Nothing. And... um Mike Lyons on Friday said, uh, "If I if I'm a parent and I got, you know, a son in the military over there, I want him I want him back home. If you're not going to protect him, right? I'm hanging out there, just get to a, be attacked over and over and over again by Iran. That's that's some pretty strong talk. I thought it was interesting. We'll play some clips from um, 60 Minutes last night. Their first segment was about how Iran is attempting to assassinate people on U.S. soil mm-hmm. or snatch them up and take them back to Iran to kill them." And uh, one of the activist Iranian women that they have had on uh, said some pretty harsh things about Biden's weakness and wanting to engage with Iran. And I thought, that's a pretty interesting move by 60 Minutes and CBS News in the midst of this whole we're getting attacked and not punching back story. Yeah, they featured that gal heavily, too. I don't think that was an accident that that just, you know, slipped in there. So are you uh, hinting at some sort of dark, uh, seeking to undermine Biden narrative? I just think they're it's, no longer protecting him, at least? Yeah, yeah. I just think it's that obvious to even, you know, uh, steady as she goes, left-leaning 60 minutes that, hey, we're being attacked every single day by one of our biggest three enemies in the world who's declared they want us to go away. They can't make us go away, but they say it every single day. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Death to America, death to Israel, whatever. But they say it every day, and they're trying to kill us. Right, sending thugs over to assassinate our leaders or Iranian dissidents who we've adopted. So, yeah, yeah, they need a big, hard punch in the face, clearly. But, but, but... We really are desperately clinging to the idea that we can reason with Iran and bring peace to the region, implement the Obama doctrine all over, and, and be hailed as genius. Well, that was the stupid, crazy stuff that Iranian dissident was talking about on 60 Minutes last night, that trying to engage with Iran like we can be friends or something. I don't even know what that is. And then you uh, alluded to the fact that President Biden is going to meet with President Xi in San Francisco this week. We've got some amazing clips from Governor Newsom about that. If you live in this part of the country, in the Bay Area, I was all over the Bay Area over the weekend. Went to the San Francisco Zoo yesterday with my son. We had a good time. Nice. But anyway, uh, there's a lot of uh, stories out about how they're cleaning up parts of the city. Because San Francisco is disgusting. We, we were watching the Planet of the Apes movie over the weekend. Yes. The, the newer Planet of the Apes movies set yes. in San Francisco. San Francisco 
looked better in the Planet of the Apes movie than it looks in reality. And in the Planet of the Apes movie, it's supposed to be some apocalyptic Elsecape <laughs> in the future. Maybe it's time to give the apes a shot at running the place. <laughs> anyway, there's a lot of stories out about how, look at these, look at these the couple of blocks that they've cleaned up. No street people, no needles, no Cal- uh, San Francisco snow, they call it, broken glass all over the place from all the cars being broken into. Right. So, as I had recommended the new Planet of the Apes movies, it wasn't horrifically inappropriate in some way that I'd forgotten. Here's an interesting thing on that. First of all, I wish we, you said that you thought the first one was slow, but we wish we would, we watched the second one first. I wish we'd have watched the first one first because we did just we had to kind of piece things together. But anyway, we started watching the first one, and while there is tremendous violence, and th- th- this is interesting beyond the Planets of the Apes movie. If you're thinking of tuning out, thinking I don't want to hear a review of a movie I didn't choose to see five years ago. Um, uh, but so there's like this all this horrific violence in the movie, and Joe was uh, didn't know if an 11 year old ought to see that. You know what scared my son? That like gave him nightmares, and he talked about all weekend. Hmm. The John Lithgow character, the dad of the scientist, who had such bad Alzheimer's, and what the reality oh. of that is like. Oh, that's what scared right. my son, wanting to know, asking questions about that, and could that happen to you? And is that happening to you? And what do we make? What do we have to do? Is there a cure? I mean, he he was like couldn't go to sleep with the idea that Alzheimer's out there and is is a thing and could happen to mm. his his dad. Isn't that interesting? Well, he's that not wrong. Scary. No, that that's clearly the most scary thing in the movie. Because uh, apes, at least in my lifetime, are not going to learn to talk and take over the world. But um, uh, Alzheimer's is, you know, on on the docket. Could be. Well, and let me be among the first to welcome our new ape overlords. Uh, but yeah, he's a, he's a good lad with a good soul. It's it's yeah, it's a sad and scary but thing. The, no per- doubt. the portrayal of Alzheimer's in that movie was ooh, it was tough. And I know a lot of you have dealt with it. Um, but that, that was, that was, that was, I thought that was the most impactful thing of the whole movie. Hmm. Dang it. That is, that's a rough situation. There is actually some news out today, some good news, but seems like weekly there's some good news on the Alzheimer's front, but at least thus far, not good enough news. Well, often it's of the nature of, we know where we're going research wise. Now give us 15 solid years and a billion dollars and we might get there. Yeah. And I'm not being cynical about it. It's just, it's a journey we need to yeah, take. That's not good timing for me. Um, and of course, we might have a president that's going down that road right now while he's dealing with some very, very important issues. And the other story you mentioned for the general manager, you know, I was complaining about this a couple of weeks ago. The amount of news coverage that candidates nobody had any interest in dropping out of races gets is just confusing to me. Nobody cared is why they're dropping out, and then you give them way oh, more no. attention than they ever got when they were running. Oh, no. We've prepared an hour-long tribute to Tim Scott and an analysis of where his campaign went wrong. <laughs> Candidates that have to get out before Iowa, Kamala Harris, nobody had any interest in. So what? what's the big retrospect? Where did he go wrong? I don't know. What difference does it make? <laughs> it's like a feature on why a team finished fifth in its division and failed to make the playoffs right. for an hour. Then there was the four-game losing streak. Nobody cares. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, he's out. Yes, Michael? Uh, your son wasn't affected by the commercialism in the movie, was he? The <laughs> no. ape holding the Pepsi. Too much commercialism. <laughs> if you're a parent, you ever look at those ratings, yes. They, they give the same weight to commercialism that they give to... You know, uh, sex scenes and horrifying violence commercials. Yeah. Rape, beheading, and Coke cans. (laughs) Like, lots of logos.
All right, whatever. Uh, let's start the show officially so we can get that little conversation going. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. On this, it is Monday, as we said. It's like the last real week of the year. I know for some of you that's not true. Like when I fed cattle at feedlots, Christmas Day, you worked every bit as hard as you did, you know, January 13th. Because nothing stops in some industries. Right. Anyway, Monday, November 13th, the year 2023, we are Armstrong and Getty taking up arms against a sea of troubles. And we approve of this program. Let's begin then officially according to FCC rules and regulations. Here we go at Mark. Anytime you put on an event, by definition, you know, you have people over your house, you're going to clean up the house. Uh, you're going to make sure the kids you know, make their beds. You know, take the socks, you know, let's put them in the drawer, in the hamper. There you go. It's the governor of California pushing back on the criticism that, yeah, you're cleaning up this city to make it look like something that we don't we don't deal with on a daily basis, those of us that live here. Oh, come on! Yeah, your, your progressive policies have turned a beautiful city into a poop-smeared, needle-scarred crapscape. Well, uh, when you have people over the house, uh, you have the kids uh, put the socks in the drawer. <laughs> yeah, you, you tell your kids, uh, get the street people out of your room. Get all the drug addicts out of your room. <laughs> yeah! And uh, all the poop, clean all the poop off your floor. <laughs> right, right, and all that garbage, please. The garbage. Don't don't let anybody break into all the cars in your bedroom. Yeah, we got we got people coming over. Pick up the homeless people and put them in the hamper. Clean up all the broken glass from your junky friends smashing up our house. People you, are coming over. Have you seen some of the pictures that are flying around on Twitter? The the, the 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 I haven't seen streets look like that in San Francisco in a very 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 long time. Oh yeah, the before and after shots. Yeah, yeah it's yeah, hilarious. Fabulous. And the planters well, and, they put everywhere. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Well, and the people of San Francisco are like, we live here. We pay taxes here. And you got to have a fat commie come to town before you clean it up? What the hell's that all about? Well, come on. You got neighbors. You, clean, you, you put away the socks. You put them in the hamper. Huh? <laughs> Just being an old regular guy, Gavin Newsom. What he's doing there? We got more of that, too. And it is, uh, it's all that lame. <laughs> <laughs> How does mail bag look? Oh, strong start to the week. Ooh, yes. Fantastic. I like starting strong. Uh, got that on the way and a bunch of other stuff. Text line 415-295-KFTC. Armstrong and Getty. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, 
Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Yeah, when you have guests coming over, you flush all the toilets. Somebody texted, is that a thing? <laughs> yeah. You have company coming? Flush all the toilets. You leave your toilets unflushed? Yeah, you poop or scoop your living room. Come on. I assume you let your dog go in your house, right? So the That's the San Francisco way. Biden meeting with Xi on U.S. soil is an interesting story anyway. The fact that it's happening like in our backyard makes it more interesting. So we got we talking about that this week, certainly. Yeah, that's Wednesday, I believe. Is that that's what I've been told. All right. Again, I'm waiting for my invitation. Uh, here's your freedom loving quote of the day. I started my coffee maker like I always do this morning. For some mm-hmm. reason, it didn't take. So then when I went to grab my cup of coffee to get in my oh. car, but there was no coffee there. That was like oh. one of the most disappointing things that ever happened in my life. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. I happen to be reading a fabulous book about the Stoic philosophy. Perhaps I'll, uh, f- I'll, I'll, I'll send you a copy. <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway, I, I have decided... This week, to go with the theme of beauty for our freedom-loving quotes of the day. So much of the news is grim and full of angst and unhappiness. I thought a little uh, yang to the yin. We'll start with Ralph Waldo Emerson. Never lose an opportunity of seeing anything beautiful, for beauty is God's handwriting. Mm. There you go. Huh? Mailbag. This is not God's handwriting. This is you folks' handwriting, and I'm not impressed. You can email us, mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. Actually, a lot of it's absolutely terrific. Uh, Greg sent along a story, a news story about the uh, uh, sheriff of Sacramento County, uh, County, California, who we've known for years and years, blasting Tarjay for not letting the sheriff's department do their jobs and arrest criminals. We'll get into that story in a little bit. But uh, Greg sent it along. He said, hey, I know where I'm in a poor state and backwards in some ways. Uh, but this does not happen in my hometown of Brookhaven, Mississippi. The law will arrest you and you will be prosecuted. And the retailers welcome law enforcement's help. Love the show. Listen every day. Thanks, Greg. Appreciate it, buddy. Yeah, you can, you can call Mississippi backward, I suppose, in some ways. But 
The idea that progressive is forward is a lie. It's sideways. You know what I mean? It's it's like it departs the, the highway of all of human common sense and experience. Mm. Progressivism. They want you to think it's forward, but it's not. Sideways at best. Uh, Gary writes, uh, Venezuelans have met the Windy City. Apparently, Venezuelan illegals are saying they're ready to turn to Venezuela. And and I love this, having grown up in, in Chicagoland. They've discovered that Chicago is the only city in the world where you can walk around all four sides of a building into the wind. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that is a good description. Then LT. Rich people, guys. Here's some interesting data points. Taylor Swift's worth over a billion dollars right now. Mm-hmm. They think Oprah Winfrey, 2.7. Wow. Donald Trump, a little over $2 billion. Musa Marzouk, three plus billion. Khaled Mashal, three to five billion. Ismail Hanaya, four to five billion. Don't recognize the last three names? They're the leaders of Hamas. They do not live in Gaza. They produce nothing, own no patents, inherited no fortune, have no kingdom. They function as pass-throughs of funds to the welfare state that is Palestine. Your foreign aid tax dollars feed and clothe the needy? Nope. Channeled directly through the U.N. to these guys. That makes you a co-conspirator. And you thought the villains in the James Bond novels were made up, huh? They could afford a lot of fuel and get it to the hospitals if they wanted to. But they don't. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Matt in Honolulu points out it's important to note whenever you hear dip ass college students chanting the slogan uh, that in Arabic uh, translates to uh, from the river to the sea. Well, the last part in Arabic translates to Palestine shall be Arab. These are people uninterested in freedom. They're only interested in getting rid of the Jews. It's not exactly uh, aspirational, Rashida. Did you see... That protest in London over the weekend, 300,000 people in the streets. Yep. Protesting for Palestine slash Hamas. 300,000. Now that's a protest. I would say it is, yeah. Uh, oh, we don't have time for this, but John sent along some really information about how Hamas is using deep fakes. Really interesting. We'll, we'll share that with you coming up this hour. Yeah, that continues to be a heck of a story. Yet cable news leads with Tim Scott has dropped out of the race. Who now? Guy with 1% dropped out. Why was that? We're at war. With- he, Man, here's interesting stuff on why he wasn't interesting for the next hour. <laughs> if you missed a segment of this, get the podcast. Armstrong and Getty. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. 
Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Is the U.S. telling Israel not to hit hospitals? Well, Margaret, without getting into intelligence information, we can just look at the open source reporting that Hamas is using hospitals as it uses many other civilian facilities for command and control, for weapons storage, to house its fighters. And this is a violation of the laws of war. Yeah, that's your own government, Margaret Brennan of Face the Nation. Why does everybody go with the Hamas version of stories as if that's the New York Times headline, which is kind of ironic, given the fact that Orion went with Hamas headline a couple weeks ago. But um, yeah, what what the hell is that? So you're making your own? Was that Secretary of State or the Security Advisor Blinken, whoever it was? Um, you're making your own government respond to Hamas headline. Are you telling Israel to stop hitting hospitals? They've got Hamas in the hospitals. Hey, Maggie, when was the last time you asked some uh, Hamas guy or Palestinian leader, when are you going to release all those hostages? What are you doing holding civilians hostage? When was the last time you asked that, babe? Huh? It's unbelievable. But the drumbeat of Israel hitting hospitals. Mike Lyons told us something on Friday. but We, we, we really should replay that, maybe. But um, I'd never heard this. I was going to look into it over the weekend. I didn't. I went to the zoo with my son. Which is probably a better expenditure of my time. But Agreed. Mike Lyons say they call everything a hospital over there. These places have more hospitals for square miles than anywhere else on the earth. Any room where they can, you know, throw a human being on a bed, they call it a hospital so that the news then runs with another hospital has been hit. And they do willingly, enthusiastically. Yeah, it's so annoying. And then there's a, a bunch of re, uh, reporting going around, as you just heard there, from uh, Jake Sullivan. On Face the Nation, I want to hear this next clip too. But uh, as you just heard from Jake S- Sullivan, they uh, they're they're using the hospitals. They got Hamas in the hospitals. That's that's our own federal government saying that out loud. But and and he said there's open source reporting on this. Well, there is a lot out there. Did you see the videos of the IDF, the Israeli Defense Forces, delivering fuel to a hospital which Hamas confiscated? There are videos of that. That doesn't make it into the headlines for some reason in a lot of media organizations. I don't exactly get why, 
because I don't assume that they're on the fully on the side of Hamas. Um, no, I just think they're on the side of the easy uh, right. Right. narrative that they've had since college. I agree. And uh, the other thing that uh, video that came out yesterday, here's exclusive documentation. Hamas terrorists beating Gaza civilians and preventing them from taking food from a humanitarian aid truck. So the truck rolls in, starts handing out food. Hamas shows up and starts beating people with sticks and still they get away from it. Yeah, not worth uh, reporting. That is uh, that is something. Here's more on Jake Sullivan. And I didn't actually hear this talking about the hospitals in Hamas and Israel, how they're going to deal with them. The United States does not want to see firefights in hospitals where innocent people, patients receiving medical care, are caught in the crossfire. And we've had active consultations with the Israeli Defense Forces on this. In fact, just yesterday, the Israeli Defense Forces themselves said that they, on the record publicly, said that they are looking for ways uh, to be able to ensure the safety and security of individual patients in those hospitals while they also try to figure out a way to deal with the fact that Hamas is operating in a way that's outside the bound bounds of, of any civilized uh, concept of how you would think about um, you know using a hospital using human shields. I think it's amazing that a democratic administration has to go on these media outlets that are so biased left to defend against claims from the even further left. I mean, they, they have to go and face the nation and meet the press, stuff like that, to push back against these stories of Israel targeting hospitals. I, I was, there was, I forget which show it was yesterday, but I rewound it several times to, to catch the language. We've talked about this over the years. You have to watch for it in news or in headlines or whatever. You can, if somebody says something, there's a bunch of different ways you can portray that. You can say, Joe Getty says, you can say, Joe Getty admits, you can say Joe Getty claims. Those all put mm-hmm. different images in your head. Right. In your head. You probably just have one head. Um, uh, <laughs> but I was listening to it, and so it had um, Hamas says hospitals are being targeted. Is- Israel claims they aren't targeting hospitals. Wow. And I rewound it several times. Did they just do that? Yeah, they did that. So they went wow. with says for Hamas, claims for Israel. Wow. Watch for that. And then uh, Jake Sullivan seeking to counter that narrative, uh, his his little screed that we just played, is like a, it's a word salad of poli-sci PhD terminology as opposed to saying, look, Hamas uses the hospitals as shields. That is against every law of war, and they are, according to all international law, responsible for any death or injury that happens as a result of that, Margaret. What part of that do you not understand? The reason we bombed near a hospital is Hamas uses the hospital to hide. Is there anything unclear about my statement, Margaret? Do you have any follow-up questions? But no, well, my, the, the norms outside of the normal status of international accords are outside the norms. What? I don't know. I found this very interesting. Am, am I supposed to be skeptical that Hamas would build tunnels under a hospital? Story came out over the weekend that they put a kid in the oven in one of the houses that they went into. That's who they are. So I'm supposed to be. Well, they wouldn't build up. They wouldn't build a tunnel under a hospital, though. I mean, I don't think anybody's even claiming that, though. I think they know that, but they can't let go of the narrative. So they continue to to say, you know, our government needs to tell Hamas to stop bombing hospitals. 
They're that rutted. They're that, you know, frozen, uh, petrified in their, their narrative. Anyway, I thought this was interesting. John sent this along. Wanted to give you some personal insight I had on deepfakes being used in Palestine. My family has a personal connection with a Palestinian individual. In 2004, my aunt provided housing to a foreign exchange student from Palestine for a year, and they've remained in contact ever since, with my aunt even visiting him in the West Bank on several occasions. To say that he's a close family friend would be an understatement. Since the war began, he's shared multiple videos with my aunt that are circulating in the Palestinian territories, featuring U.S. politicians seemingly calling for the death and destruction of Palestine, quote-unquote. One particularly unusual video shows Hillary Clinton endorsing Ron DeSantis for the presidency, stating that he is the best Republican candidate to lead the country. The Palestinian man we know is highly educated, has established an international company focused on app development and education. However, he genuinely believes that these videos are authentic raises questions about the u.s military's reluctance to appear aggressive toward the middle east given that their population is already being exposed to deep fakes depicting the west calling for their destruction what a weird time to be alive hmm yeah i wonder about that so i was watching some of the videos floating around twitter like um the stuff of uh israeli soldiers dropping off fuel at great risk to themselves and uh, Hamas grabbing it or some video inside hospitals circling people and saying this is a Hamas fighter this is a Hamas fighter inside a hospital and I they're they're almost meaningless to me I watch them and I think okay that's either real or it's not and which was which is one of the biggest problems that we're going to have going forward is everything you see it's kind of just I don't know it barely leaves an impression on me Okay, that's either mm-hmm. real, it's, or the opposite happens with the sort of people that every every bit of evidence they come across is certain proof of things. But right. Man, I don't know how we're going to deal with this in the future. Ian Bremmer's been writing a lot about the first big misinformation blast in modern warfare that we've all had to deal with is this, that original story from early on, Israel strikes hospital, kills 500. That doesn't seem like a misinformation story in the same way to me. Hamas made a claim. The New York Times printed it for some reason. Yeah, to grant credibility to such a non-credible source is, again, how how committed they are to the uh, narrative. But that's different than, um, well, I don't know. It, it depends what you're talking about. Because certainly misinformation has been a part of war forever. Mm-hmm. Uh, the fact that the New York Times lapped it up and amplified it like that was especially vexing. Um but then you've got the whole deep fake problem on top of that, and it's just extremely difficult to trust anything you see or hear or well, read. Going through some of my notes for the weekend while we're on this topic, uh, a video out of London, and as I mentioned, they had a protest, 300,000 people in the streets. I don't remember a protest that big about anything hardly in my lifetime. That is enormous. Mm-hmm. That is a crazy large crowd. Anyway, you had some Israeli pro-Israeli counter-protesters in the streets, a whole bunch of the pro-Palestinian slash Hamas people showed up and beat them down. Watching the video of that. If you're wondering why you don't see a larger pro-Israel protest in the streets, this is why in the video of them getting beaten in the street. Uh, That ain't good. Um, This uh, picture I'm looking at from up in Montreal, Canada. It's a coffee place known to be owned by a Jewish Owners, Pigeon Coffee appeared on a list of Jewish-owned businesses 
to boycott that was making its rounds in Montreal. Wow. This is straight out of Nazi Germany, like the, the early 30s leading up to. So they, the, the story went around. These are Jewish-owned businesses boycott them. Their coffee truck was smashed. Uh, it's all smashed up so they can't use it. In enlightened Canada, where Mark Stein was prosecuted for being critical of Islam. Yeah. Isn't that something? Tolerance. Way to go, Canada. You progressives are just really beautiful, beautiful exemplars of tolerance. How much further are we going down this road before uh, before it's over? How much more do we have to see on this, I wonder? Uh, quite a bit, I would guess, judging by this headline. Israel warns of wider war as it presses on in Gaza. Yesterday, at least 10 Israeli civilians and 7 soldiers were wounded by a combination of mortar, rocket, and anti-tank missiles fired on northern Israel from Lebanon. The assault was the most serious incident involving civil, uh, civilians along the Lebanon-Israel border. Uh, Palestinian militants in Lebanon said they fired the rockets. Hezbollah has claimed responsibility for using armed drones to attack Israeli military positions. Um, the early optimism that things would not grow in the north, Lebanon, Hezbollah, etc., et appears to be dimming at least somewhat. We'll have to see. We've got more on that throughout the show, obviously, because it's uh, one of the biggest stories in the world. We got Katie Green, Green's Things. That's where she takes a look at the headlines. That's not what it's called. Coming up in just a few minutes. Stay here. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Before we get to Katie, Katie, the news lady. Hey, Katie! Um, uh, oh, I came across some of the most interesting birth statistics I've seen in quite a while on the whole we don't have kids anymore thing and why. Mm. We continue to look at that as we ought to as a species. I was at the zoo, a couple of zoos over the weekend looking at animals. If the animals all of a sudden stopped mating, they would really wonder why. But we've we've stopped in the United States. Right, right. Also uh, coming up uh, later in the show, she charges $550 for 90 minutes and has a waiting list of 7,600 people. She is a pet psychic. (laughs) The growing popularity of pet psychics. Plus, yes, you can make your own luck. Oh, my God. You're paying a pet psychic. You are a moron. Paying a lot for I will not be taking such an insulting and judgmental tone, sir. You are a moron. Send me your money. Oh. Just send it to me. <laughs> Why didn't I come up with this idea? Wow. It's not too late. This this gal's got a waiting list, Michael, of 7,600 people. If it takes you two, three years to get your pet psychic thing up and running, eh, what the heck? It's fine. Soon enough. How can anybody who believes in pet psychics have enough money to pay for a pet psychic? That's the it's a mystery, isn't it? Yes. Yep. yep. Wow. Let's. All right. Let's. Uh, all of that coming up uh, next hour, or whenever we can squeeze it in. Got all sorts of great stuff I want to get to. It's not all grim or politics or whatever. Although we certainly have grim and politics for fans. Uh, right now, let's figure out who's supporting what. It's the lead story with Katie Green. Nope, I'm quitting and becoming a pet psychic. Bye, guys. <laughs> yeah. No if kidding. you don't, you're a fool. Wow. From the Wall Street Journal, Israel warns of a wider war as it presses on in Gaza. Yeah. You know, I was looking at the dispatch, which is good, solid journalism. 
But even they are going with the things are getting grim at the main hospital in, in Gaza with descriptions of the, 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 the sick people and the babies, whatever. Why are we not leading with Hamas's main command center is under the main hospital? What, do you think that's an accident? Do you think they built the command center and then said, holy cow, Ahmad, you know what I just realized? That the hospital's above us. What do we do now? It is a deliberate strategy. And if Israel's vowed they must defeat Hamas, and they must, and they can't defeat Hamas if they pull back from bombing anywhere that's anywhere near a hospital, they're going to bomb near the damn hospitals. What do you not understand about that, America? From USA Today, San Francisco hoping to resuscitate its doom loop post-pandemic image as it hosts APEC. Hmm. Yeah, can't hurt, I guess. The walls they resurrected along the streets. It, it's hilarious, the images of downtown San Francisco right now. Yeah, I want to see more. We'll put it up at armstrongandgetty.com. So they've, like, walled off a forbidden city part of San Francisco so the Chinese emperor can come. That's odd and ironic. <laughs> From the Washington Times, whistleblowers, FBI officials singled out agents who were former military for anti-Trump retaliation. Ooh, I don't know this story. Saying more whistleblowers have stepped forward to tell Congress that high-ranking FBI officials are targeting agents, specifically former military members, in this whole anti-Trump situation or saga. Uh, all right, I'd like to dig into that a little more. From the Washington Post... Tim Scott suspends struggling presidential primary bid. Apparently he didn't tell his staff or anybody. They found out by watching him on cable news talking to Trey Gowdy last night. Well, a guy with no support went on a show that nobody watches and announced he's not running anymore. So, all right. From the New York Post. I, I like Tim Scott, by the way. I, I, oh, yeah. He, he might be my favorite out of all of them. You know, he chinned up uh, seven, eight times as much support as, say, Kamala Harris got. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. From the New York Post, Megan Rapinoe says injury during championship game is proof that God doesn't exist. I have a punch list, and she is in, like, the top five. <laughs> a punch list? Just, wow. Yeah, just if... if <laughs> If punching was legal. Is that laminated? You keep it in your pocket in mm -hmm. case you come across the, these people? Mm -hmm. If the circumstance arises, kaplooey! Yeah. Yeah, it was the final match of her entire storied career, and she got hurt. Uh, Non-contact just went down, like happens when you get old. You know, she's a dipstick. I have no interest in her opinion on any topic. Oh, Good yeah. soccer Shut player. Up, Meg. That's what I'm saying. From Entertainment Tonight, Taylor Swift changes lyrics in Karma. Two is the guy on the Chiefs for Travis Kelsey during Eras Tour concert. Yeah. Nah. So she's in Argentina? That's yeah, where she, she was. was. And he went to her concert. Yeah, if you're on social media at all, you saw her run and jump into his arms after the concerts and whatever. It's young people in love. It's awesome. Fantastic. That's that's good, good for them. It's Hope just it What's he? He's going to Argentina. It's in the middle of the season. Well, they won yesterday. Focus, Travis. Chiefs won over the weekend. All right. It's just amazing how you could not escape those videos this weekend. Every single yeah. social media platform I went on, it was the first thing I saw in the algorithm. You and could, I don't know why. I could see Patrick Mahomes going to him at some point and saying, you know, none of the rest of us are doing international trips during the season. We're just, we're not, you know? Yeah, it's I had a ball there. 
Thank you, Joe. And finally, the Babylon Bee. Motorcyclist who identifies as bicyclist sets cycling world record. <laughs> nice. Yeah, beautiful. Uh, speaking of the Babylon Bee, came across something really funny about uh, they're trying to determine what the mark of the beast actually is. Mm. And they have a list of things that may be the mark of the beast. Very, very funny. <laughs> well, it's no dumber than pet psychics. <laughs> wow. I was going to try to be a little more gentle and understanding of people's needs and concerns. Your dog is thinking about getting up and walking over and laying in that spot over there, but he hasn't decided yet. I don't know. He seems worried. <laughs> what do you charge for a 90-minute session? <laughs> he seems worried. <laughs> Your dog is concerned you don't love him as much. Why'd we stop having kids? All kinds of different stuff we can talk about coming up. If you missed a segment, get the podcast. Armstrong and Getty On Demand. Armstrong and Getty. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball. From growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers.